Hi, I'm Jim Antonopoulos. Hi, I'm Damien Carolla. This is Fearless Conversations. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's great. That's great. It's clear, easy to pitch, easy to pitch, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. And I think when you simplify the product down... People understand who you are and what you're about. Yeah, Um, yeah. And they, and they can and they can sponsor you in easier. They can spread the narrative easier. You get known for. Oh, you got to chat to these guys. They're doing. Yeah, whereas you're right. Whereas there's so many messages. People yeah. make decisions a lot better, a lot yeah. easier. Um, so here we are. We're here recording. We are, Jim. How how are you, mate? What's <laughs> what, what is happening there? Wow, it's um 2020. It is. It is. How has your week started? Um. The week and the year have the year. started really c- quite relaxing, actually. Oh, I've good. had um, a wonderful month, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about our, the last month or so of um, our holidays and our break. But oh, I've just had a really great time spending mindful time with the children and my wife. And uh, I've done a lot of travel over the last okay. month. And uh, how about you? Uh, yeah, look, I've, I've had sort of similar, uh, a lot of uh, downtime in the local hood, which is really nice, isn't it? Mm. Because when people aren't around, you get to just, it's like a country town. Yeah. Yeah, so we got away for a few days down at a friend's farm and, um, yeah, and a bit of sort of staggered start to the week. Had a bit of frozen brain on Monday. You know, when you've got frozen brain, you're trying to start from zero to 100. What's frozen brain? When you try and start work and, okay, I'm going to start straight away, you think, no, you've got to warm up. You've just got to yeah. you got to warm up the yeah. brain a little bit, don't you? Uh, oh, absolutely you do. Yeah. Have you read – you've done a lot of reading over the last couple of months? I've or? read a lot of books. I can't actually tell you uh, yeah. uh, exactly what I read. I, Hunter S. Thompson oh, uh, yeah, read nice. one of his books. I just wanted to read some sort of bubblegum and fluff. Right, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. Um, no, I just find when around this time of year the my, my mind opens up and I – I've read, I think, six books okay. in the last four weeks, yeah, wow. five weeks, um, and major a mixture of fiction and nonfiction, and very little of them, very very few of them are work related. But I just find the mind opens up a little bit, and you can take more in. There's space to take yeah. more in. You know, a lot of fiction, which is fun. So a lot less noise, and it's quite interesting how you're more present. Oh, without within, a doubt, within uh, what you're reading. I read. Um, Cormac McCarthy's okay. the, the Road in two days. Yeah, just yes. just hooked into it, hey. Oh, yeah, it was, wow. it was amazing. Um, what else have you moved around? You've you spent a bit of time in the country, you said. Yeah, we've got a we're fortunate to get up on a, on a mate's farm, uh, and they've got some horses and, and bits and pieces, and a bit of time with family who were down from Sydney. So it was really yeah, great. I've got a great nephew that I got to take to Star Wars and and yes, bits and pieces like that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, great. I and took my son to set. Um, yeah, cool. Oh, I um, found myself back in Athens for a couple of weeks. How was uh, that? Yeah, it was good. You know, my second trip for the year. But um, this was for a family wedding and it was um, it was really nice actually. I, yeah, right. I, I worked from about 4.30 in the morning till about 1 p.m. just because of the 10-hour time difference. So yes. I did video calls, et cetera, in the mornings. And then just spent time with friends and family. And How few, good is that? Yeah, a few people Food. who read my blog. And um, it was, you know, just getting around Athens is a really – yeah, and I'll let you know how I feel about it. Oh, it's great really, city. really inspiring. Yeah, it was lovely. And um, no, it was good. And then yeah. came back and then spent a bit of time on the beach, a couple of weeks reading, yep. as I said, and um, board games and children. So, so and some, re- <laughs> some reflections? Yes. Which um, we can talk about today in a little bit more detail. Yeah, I think 
Yeah, I think we've um, I spent a bit of time thinking about the future. Um, 2020 marks the, well, I guess this month actually marks the end of a five-year strategy for me. Um, so I'm in the process now of thinking about what the next five years okay. look, look like. Um, and I think it feels really good to, um, a lot of us talk about strategy development and visioning, um, and it's usually, that's the beginning of the process. Yes. And for me, this isn't just the beginning of a new process, but the end of one as well. And I think it's okay. really important to acknowledge, what do you do at the end of a strategy? <laughs> when yes. you've, you've hit and you've measured and you've hit certain goals, you've missed some others, you've, you've had a vision of how you've, you've wanted to be, um, you've wanted to feel, what your life might look like. What do you do? How do you do a retro in that sense, you know? Um, so I'm at that point at the moment, which I'm finding really enjoyable. Um, Jeez, they're um, great questions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're really good questions and yeah. perhaps we can sort of dive into that a little bit more today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm interested in, you know, we would take a step back and like I mentioned, you know, people that um, coach and consult and develop strategy for organisations and a lot of, we're always about the beginning of something, right? Yes. Well, I'm at the process now of wrapping up a five-year strategy and beginning a new one. How do you consolidate that in your mind as a as an entrepreneur? How do you say, right, I've wrapped this up and now I'm ready to go again? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting a lot to, state of mind for me. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it is a lot to take in, but it's a it's also very exciting to to go back and think around you know what you've completed and how that leads into the next chapter and what that could look like. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I did a bit of that. Um, did a bit of that. I've been doing a bit of that over the last three months, knowing the journey that I'm, I'm about to approach into 2020. Um, yeah, and looking back on old strategy documents, look, reviewing goals, um, yeah. you know, checking finances, um, and also sitting and you know, doing all that sort of admin stuff. But then also sitting with myself and I'm thinking, hold on, you know, what kind, how did I envision my life would be like at this point in time, and is it like that? Um, and am I forgetting certain things or should I recall certain things and accept certain things? So it's been good. It's been good. Yeah. So Jim, do you think you can do that critical analysis and evaluation without going into a like a, a rating or a scarcity place? I mean, is it, you know, is it quite possible for you to just honestly do a bit of a review, both yeah. good and bad, positive without knocking yourself over the head? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not a perfectionist by any means. Yeah. And, um, I think that innovation, if you're going to embrace innovation, embrace, you know, ideas like, you know, the, the lean startup methodology, yeah. which we were talking about earlier today, um, offline, um, if you're going to embrace that sort of um, go to market or even approach to developing yeah. your business, you can't be precious. You can't be, you can't aim for perfection because everything is a, an experiment. Everything is a, a test of viability and feasibility and the things that work uh, continue being tested and continue scaling or not, um, or you know some die a quick death, others um, s die a slow death. Um, yeah. But that's the beauty of innovation, and I think some people are afraid of that. I'm, I'm certainly not. No, so I'm not hard on myself on those sorts of things. It's, pr it's probably a good interlude into some of the things we're going to be discussing today. Uh, let's call, you know call it a fearless retrospect or, yeah. or a fearless <laughs> review. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, how do you have a, a good hard look, a good honest look and a compassionate look at where you've arrived and where you'd like to go in terms of the next journey without going into self-rating, self-judgment, self-loathing? Because I think for a lot of people, the reason they find that scary is it brings mm. up stuff Oh yeah. Uh, in terms of I'm comparing myself 
to, to others and to other benchmarks and standards when in fact what we're saying it's, it's just a really honest healthy natural thing to do a review but without going into a a judgment mindset and that's why i think why a lot of leaders and entrepreneurs struggle with that stuff because they they don't quite know how to uh look back without going into fear or going into the past or going into the shoulda woulda coulda yeah so um, but it's a really but it's, i think that's a great opportunity to mm. to do something different to say how am i going to learn to do a self-review to say well there's no self-rating needed. I'm not going to rate myself against all these other leaders and entrepreneurs and put myself, um, you know, put others up on a pedestal or, or even put myself on a pedestal. That doesn't work. But it's just a good, compassionate view with the purpose of what's next and what does the chapter look like Absolutely. and what am, I, what am I going to learn? Agreed. And there are a number of things that you can do and I know that you do it really well is um, you second yourself out for some quiet time. Um, so you, you're very deliberate around that um, and you'll cut yourself off. You'll just say, no, nope, I'm off the grid for a certain period of time. I mean, that's one really powerful thing. And I imagine in that time that you're doing both a retro, uh, a past and a future analysis. Can you talk me through that? Yeah, look, it's, 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 a, good, um, it's a good observation. Uh, that still time and you know many years ago i used to really struggle with that still time because the still time for a lot of people brings up a lot of noise yeah lots of stuff that um you may not have dealt with that's you know just thoughts and you know maybe some slight obsessions that are floating around in the brain as a result of a, a new business or a venture or, or, a, or a client engagement mm. and the the process is generally creating enough quiet time quiet observation quiet reflection time either at your desk or 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 through some you know just simply taking your dog for a walk and and leaving your iphone at home so you're not contactable and getting yourself into a hold on you leave your iphone at home you don't take it with you what oh i I tried it once mate and i started having panic attacks i thought well i'm gonna miss out on the latest twitter feed yeah (laughs) Yeah. you you do that you leave your phone i do mate you you kind of got to that is so good it's just more noise it's just more stuff going and in order to actually do that self-reflection without going into self-judgment or self-flagellation, uh, you, you're not going to just get there straight away or go mm. from A to B. You've got to let your mind just settle down a little bit and create create that space and create whatever rituals you need to get there. For me, I love my you know lately with where uh, my wife and I are doing some fantastic yoga meditation routines, and I find that really clears my head before I do my planning yeah. and my lists. For other people, it might just be you know 10 15 minutes you know reading the paper and doing something that's just going to create some you know uh, 10 or 15 minutes of something uh, you know other than just having to jump on the computer and answer emails before yeah. you actually go into that space yeah. and that reflection time is always coming it's never coming from fear and scarcity it's coming from purpose and the purpose is what's next mm. what have i learned what can i pick up how am i going to going to grow mm. so we're starting to ask ourselves better questions as opposed to the the scarcity review is i'm not good enough i haven't hit my goals because i'm probably not that good i'm not i'm not as good as the, the other dude or the other person or that other uh lady um over there um and we start to rate ourselves because we're asking the wrong questions so yeah, to do a good review and i know you're doing it at the moment and I'm, I'm doing it leading into 2020 and I've actually had a great conversation with my wife. We did some planning during the week and the question is always, what's next? What's, what's going to excite us? What's 2020 mm-hmm. look like? So we're asking better questions as opposed to what haven't we done and you know, why haven't we succeeded? 
So yeah. wherever you start is where you end up, isn't it? Oh, agreed. Yeah, agreed. Um, I love how deliberate you are around that, and you know I've certainly tried, um, and I do a lot of that too, and find my alone time, um, and try to be um, very deliberate around just being mindful and present, um, just my myself really, and ask myself um, better questions. It's been a very positive um, thing to do, especially over the last couple of months. Um, we, my, I'm just saying, talking about yoga. My, my wife's also a practitioner. Oh wow! Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's fantastic. Oh, she, this week, she's four out of the last five days. She's wow! Um, yoga. Yeah, she's that's um, great. Right into it. Um, the other thing we've talked about meditation quite a bit and journaling, which are another couple of things that you've done and we both do. Um, but then there's also um, the third thing on our list. So we won't touch on meditation and journaling because yep. we have spoken about that at length in past episodes. But the other thing that you've um, you've highlighted today is um, collaboration with like-minded souls, and I think. I completely agree. I wrote an article on my uh, weekly journal a few months ago around this. Uh, it was actually in January last year. Um, and I'll give you a bit of background. The reason I wrote that article was we had, you and I had a really great conversation in early January just before my first trip to Athens then. Yeah. And then when I did go to Athens, I caught up with two very good friends who I've known for 30 years. And I have enormous um, pathos and um, love for and complete trust with. and walked away from those interactions writing an article around um, the idea of who's got your back you know who's your um, who are the um, like-minded souls as you've named them today who are those like-minded souls and I completely agree with this notion that and I'm not talking around um, I'm not talking about people who you've known since primary school and yep. I'm not talking about that, that you know, those old group of friends yes it's people who are on a very similar path to you people who share values who have similar strengths and weaknesses but also quite different uh, quite yep. um, um, obvious and avert differences yep. to you as well um, we don't all need to be surrounded by yep. clones of ourselves <laughs> so um, that's really poignant for me because I've found enormous um, uh, strength and positivity comes from that small network of people and it's tiny. It's pretty, I mean, you know, what a tiny network, I should say. Yeah, you're, you're very discerning with, uh, you, I think you made a quote, you told me something a little while back, which was around, you're really careful with your time. And sorry, you said something along the lines of, you're, you're very discerning with who you give your time to because your time's very precious. Yeah. And that's a very honourable thing to do um, to yourself, isn't it? Because well, so you're doing their, that, their yeah. time is too. <laughs> well, their time is precious, but um, in order for their time to be precious, your time has to be precious first, because mm. you'll value you'll value theirs if you value your own time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. I do, and I don't need to want to sound um, a bit too arrogant around that, but um, yeah, my t my time is precious because you know. Um, so is yours because we could be doing other things. We could be. You know, we have um, uh, a purpose that is both yeah. personal and yeah. professional and um, and a, a separate purpose that's within our families yes. as well. So uh, we could be focusing on those things. We could be doing lots of stuff. Um, so the choices we make and, you know, this choice to sit in this room with you, to, yeah. to, to have this conversation with you, become uh, really important those choices become really important when you're weighing up against those that the, that purpose um, and you've got to, you have to I think you have to ask yourself 
you know, is, is this interaction, is this moment in time, is this energy that I'm about to spend with this person um, moving me in the right direction? And if not, why am I entertaining? Why am I, why, why am I doing this? Yeah, and also, why am I entertaining the thought of actually doing it? Because, you know, we're human and we have, <laughs> we're complex, but why am I actually entertaining the thought um, to actually do this? Um, those things are really important to, to be clear on. Um, and the, that's the thought process that I bring to. So, Jim, would you, um, from uh, if you could extend that further as a general lens across business and entrepreneurship, isn't that a pertinent question to be asking across your life? Oh, without a doubt. Um, not only on a, from a personal level, but from a professional level. You know, if you're managing a sales pipeline that has, I don't know, uh, 500 to 1,000 opportunities in them, uh, you've got to be asking yourself, which ones do I focus on? Which ones, how much time do I focus on each one? How do I prioritize them? Yeah. Uh, which ones do I allow to rise to the top? Where does my time and energy go? Because that's a sales pipeline and that's attributing effort and energy towards the bottom line of a business. So yes, it's, it weighs up both professionally and personally. Um, and it's very much the same type of energy that you're expelling. Yeah, that's a, that's a really fantastic reminder because, I mean, there are times and there's, there still are times where I don't actually value that energy or that time or that focus. Mm. And it's until I'm, you know, really clear on what I want and I'm clear that every engagement meeting uh, that I have in business or even a catch up with a, you know, a good friend is going to be a rich, engaging, could be funny, uh, you know, whatever it needs to be at that point in time. But it's, you know, in some way it's it's going to stimulate that person and me. And yeah. if it's not doing that, then what am I doing? It's just I'm, I'm, my time is precious. We've got a li- limited amount of breaths that we're going to take in this lifetime. So why am I wasting those? Yeah, so true. So I think that point on collaboration with like-minded souls and going back to our conversation around, you know, this sort of beginning of a year or the end of the beginning of a strategy, um, it's important to um, to go to that small group of trusted advisors or uh, peers or colleagues um, or friends that and say and listen and observe their reactions to your re- retrospective of your your strategy. So their po- look at their points of view of how you've performed because a nice thing happens and a nice thing happens for me is um, that small group and you've done this because uh, you're in that group, um, you remind me of what I've achieved in the last five years. You, you've said to me and Nico has said to yep. me and my wife has said to me, don't forget that you did this and you did this and you achieved this. And that's a nice reminder to be able to, 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 to sit back and think, yeah, that little thing that I achieved three years ago um, has a ripple effect towards today. Because some of, sometimes when we sit and uh, review the end of a performance or the end of a wave of strategy development or the end of a five-year plan or whatever you want to call it, we forget what we've achieved and we look at those final numbers and we think, you know, I was aiming for 10x but I only got seven and... You, yeah, you can walk away feeling like a failure, but that small group of people will remind you of those wins that you had along the way. Well, you know the the good um, the the human uh, syndrome that we often fall into um, is that we're way too hard on ourselves, and we filter out the mm. good stuff, and we focus on the stuff that we haven't achieved. And it's uh, it does take a good friend like you often remind me to to focus on the really cool stuff that you've 
you've done because yeah. we focus on the stuff that we haven't done mm. and that's or um, yet to achieve or yet to achieve <laughs> yeah. yeah why wasn't this in your plan five years ago yeah. oh, bloody <laughs> yeah. hell like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i hear you i hear you um so we've um we're entering this new decade and you know this time of year it's the beginning of a year and you know, a lot of people are planning and thinking not only about the year but they're thinking about the next 10 um where's your mind at what are you planning and thinking how are you feeling around this sort of stage yeah that's um that's probably a lot of the downtime with the reflection over the the holiday period which was a really cool time just to sort of call the jets um you know just to get the get the uh, brain to to rest a little bit and when the brain's resting you start to uh find things that inspire you and and you start to think about you know, you start asking a few questions and the, the some of the questions that I was sitting down that, with my wife um, over the period, uh, they were around, look, what is it that we want uh, during 2020? You know, what are, what are the um, pieces to do with adventure, travel, prosperity, success, wellness, health? And we I kind of carved it up into three or four different domains mm-hmm. and we started to really think about the purpose behind um, each domain and from business through to wellness through to relationship through to family and friends and I think for the first time this year we've really started to get clear on planning across each of those domains and bringing them to life and I think I shared with you a bit of an exercise I did with some colleagues uh, last year around some visioning um, Mm -hmm. you know with uh, some new uh, opportunities that we're looking at and uh, and there was a great exercise where we uh, were asked to come up with one clear word, which was, what's that word, uh, what's that adjective that's going to drive 2020? And I think I got, I think I got you to actually have a go at that exercise. Yeah. I'd love you to tell me more about hmm. um, what came up for you. But uh, one thing that came up for me, that word inspire, kept on coming back time and again. So inspire really drives the vision for, for everything that I'm doing, you know, the stuff that you and I do, even this mm. podcast. Mm. So am I inspiring? Am I feeling inspired? Am I feeling engaged in what I'm doing? Because if I'm not engaged, then I can't engage others. And for me to be engaged, I've got to sleep well, Jim. I've got to be eating well. Mm. You know, I've got to be doing my yoga, my gym, whatever it is that I do mm. to be engaged. You know, I've got to move my body. I've mm. got to uh, get creative. I've got to listen to good music because if I'm not doing those things, then I'm not inspired and I'm not engaged. So for me, 2020 is getting really clear on what's the type of work uh, that I can release into the world uh, which is going to inspire others. Uh, you know, what's the type of work that and content and blog writing that's going to be engageful and, and purposeful. So a lot of that's going to be driving 2020. Uh, mm. In order for, for me to create that, then I've kind of got to look after myself mm. to, to be in that space. Mm. Yeah. And you have to surround yourself with the right people who inspire you and vice versa to help nourish some of those plans and tactics as well. Yeah, and when I when I asked you to do that exercise in mm. terms of what's that one word that's driving your year, mm. um, I really love what you came back with. Did you want to tell me a little bit more about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I looked back on, a, on another exercise that I did many years ago, um, five or six years ago, where I mapped out my ideal day because um, when you asked me about that single word, <laughs> lots of words came up. Um, and depending on how I felt on that specific time of day, I, they could be both positive and negative. Um, so I look back on this exercise that I did many years ago, mapping out my ideal day, where I had, you know, the hours of the day along along one side of my journal, starting at about 4 a.m. Um, and all the way through till midnight. And I mapped out what an absolute ideal day 
look like for me, what time I would wake up, how I would feel, um, what what I would do first thing in the morning, um, the next thing after that, hour by hour. Um, and it took me a little while because, you know, you make some assumptions and then you have to for- I force myself to get more detailed uh, to the hour. And when I look back at that, what really spoke out to me was this sense of freedom, this sense of um, ability to work in a way that suited my family's purpose, my ability to spend time, mindful present time, not just generic time, but mindful and present time with my children, um, to be able to take them to school in the morning when I could, um, pick them up from school at the end of the day, um, be flexible in the way that I um, approach uh, working times during the day, um, but also allow for, um, I don't want to call them clients, but let's call them professional relationships um, and, and client relationships that afforded that as well because some clients expect you to turn up at 8.30 and wrap up at 6. Right. Um, so I'd want to accept that as the norm. So there's some norms that I actually um, just took off the table that just didn't fit into my ideal day. So um, that allowed me to then paint a picture around this sense of freedom. Uh, so for me, the single word was freedom because, but I had, to, I had to look back at that because I just felt that it, I could have just chosen anything so that's a it's a pretty powerful word and you said something earlier in the podcast that you know the vision is just the start mm. and i think the key question is and something that you know we you and i are going to uh, uh, guess talk about a lot this year in terms of the the types of work and accelerator programs that we're doing is just how do you turn that one word which in in your case is freedom how do you turn it into a strategy and how do you build that into a roadmap it's one th- it's fantastic to actually spend a lot of time and it's really important to do that deep reflective work mm. uh, but then the next question becomes how are we going to bring that to life yeah what do i do with that what do you do with that how do you actually stay committed to that word without yeah. slipping back um you know uh, beyond something that yeah. you know you lose that accountability so that's a really it's probably a really that's the million dollar question isn't yeah. it yeah it is and there's probably another few episodes right yeah. <laughs> rather than today yeah. but yes that is what do i do with that right you know it's a nice word it makes me feel good um but you've got to operationalize it at some point yeah um, and that's something we'll, we'll be discussing real. this yeah, yeah in, in the stuff that we do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, we, you know, both of us work with um, a lot of startups and scale-ups, yeah. um, to use some jargon. Um, and you know, a lot of that comes up in the work that we do with those with those teams. You know, so we're we're helping them um, hit the rubber to the road. Um, yeah, and, and take those ideas and aspirations and ambitions um, even if they are wrapped up in a single word or or a jumble of words um, and take them and make them real yeah Yeah. and jim you know i love this sort of concept of you know sustainable strategies sustainable roadmaps and execution plans stuff that you actually where it's realistic and and stuff gets done Mm. you know we're 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 big dreamers we have high aspirations but we're always grounded in in the metrics the measures and the numbers and making it real for people and making it consistent yeah great um, yeah. So, what are some things you'd like to do this year? Is there something that you'd? Um, is there some travel that you're doing? But also, is, is there some business things that you, are there some business things that you'd like to achieve? Yeah, look, and it's something you and I have been discussing for a bit um, at the moment. Is I'm um, I'm doing a little bit of uh, work with uh, the Comex, the City of Melbourne Accelerator Program, which is really exciting. And there's also an opportunity to get involved in some more accelerator initiatives. And one thing that would really excite me uh, would be getting a um, 
a type of accelerator program which focuses on fearless entrepreneurship. Mm. Yeah, how do, how do you teach entrepreneurs and founders to move from a, a state of fear and scarcity towards purpose and belief in everything they do from deal flow, business model, ideation, innovation, mm. negotiation. And I think, I think the world's waiting for something like that to be born. Because yeah, there's awesome. so, yeah, there's so much division at the moment. We're seeing a lot of righteous indignation kicking around in the in the media, and I and I get that. But there's a there's a different place for us to go. There's a yeah, more nice. powerful place. So that's something that would be exciting me to, to collaborate on something like that with you. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. What about what about you? Um, oh, we've got a lot on this year. Started off with all guns blazing. So we've got. I'd like to bed down a lot of that initial work that's just sort of hit our desks in the first few weeks. But then looking a bit more long term, for me, it's about creating that sense of freedom from our the sort of traditional structures of um, a consulting business like ours. So I'm very much inspired by non-conforming to those traditional structures. So that rem- that means recalibrating our processes and systems, our um, terms of engagement, our um, statements of work, all of that. So we're in the process of doing that. So that's for me is really exciting because I'm exploring new business models. Um, I'm, I've tested a number of business models over the last couple of years um, in small, medium and large ways, both publicly and both privately as well. So very much interested in in ev- that sense of evolution for our business. Um, and I'm also really excited about that sort of whether that idea of that, what you just mentioned, the fearless accelerator program could work in the social entrepreneurship space, the social innovation space um, for, you know, just with B Corps or social enterprises, uh, because I think, I really believe that uh, there's an emerging market, startup market around that, um, that space that could 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 go gangbusters over the next 10 years. I think it's, um, I mean, even in, in the current environment with the current events around um, the, both the environment and, and community at the moment, I think it's more timely than ever that yeah. we're, we're going to have to start creating these spaces for really cutting-edge social and environmental innovation Agreed. to come through enterprise. There's, and, there's, yeah, and yeah. creating that space for people to go there is, is I think, yeah. going to be critical. Agreed. And I'm also interested in whether we can take the... All this stuff that we're talking about here, um, the idea of accelerator programs, the the mindsets and attitudes that are embedded in those, the processes and systems that are embedded in those, and the everything that we've just spoken about and take them inside organisations because I think the work done around um, establishing innovation cultures where ideas can thrive and be tested is really fa- is quite fascinating to me. So on one hand, it's interesting to work with founders and entrepreneurs in their um, and helping them um, do what they do. But on the other hand, it's also interesting for me to work within um, organisations um, and help entrepreneurship um, thrive um, and for them to build entrepreneurial innovation habits um, within their organisation. So that for me is a nice duality um, and interesting to explore. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's great impact work, isn't it? Mm, it certainly yeah, is. Terrific. So thanks for reconvening. 
it's going to be an interesting podcast series this year. We're getting some really amazing feedback, which is quite heartening from listeners. Yeah, we're getting some really cool um, mm. sort of comments and, and, and commentary, and it just reminds us of why we do this stuff, yeah. which is ultimately about really good impact. Yeah, and I'm really thankful for that. So if anyone wants to get in contact with us, you can just email us at fearless at wearetank.com.au. Um, and we look forward to listening. So thanks again, Fantastic. Dan. Yeah, good to connect. Mm. Awesome. That was good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. How did you feel? Yeah, just good to get back into it. Fearless is produced by Jim Antonopoulos and Damien Carolla. Your questions, your insights and your ideas will help us feed future episodes. Get in touch through all the usual channels.